I mean, okay, so I feel like trying to date during like quarantine and pandemic was the most desperate act of a lot of Why? people because I feel like you're only acting like this because we're inside. So what happened when oh, outside opened back up? Maybe like they're learning. Like, well, I feel like some people had a real revelation of like, yo, I'm lonely, but I'm like, but are you really though? Or are you just lonely in this time? And this is real, you know? We back like we never left. Mm, but we did. Uh, <laughs> but we did. We did. It was unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but we're here and that's what matters most, right? Like, hey. Does matter most. You know, um, pat on the back. We are kind of missing one third of our team. But she's here in spirit. And luckily for us, she gave us the keys. <laughs> She gave us the keys to the podcast. She said, you know what, guys? I just feel like y'all got this. You know, exactly. I'm trying exactly. to trying to get my stuff together, get my personal life together. Like, exactly. y'all got this. I trust y'all. So exactly. we hear y'all. Y'all with us. Exactly, y'all. So it's, it's the Amber and Sheridan show now. Okay. We lit. Okay. We lit. We lit. And uh, today's episode is what we'd like to call the catch-up episode. We're touching bases, reconnecting, and turning up for this special wind down. So after March, you know, we kind of took like a little unintentional hiatus. But as we see, other podcasts are still grinding and making moves. And we knew it was time to bring Happy Hour back. And once again, act as the midweek breakdown for you guys. You know, that little that little pick-me-up, that yes. little drink you need in the middle yes. of the week. So... <laughs> But, I mean, I really needed a break, so I ain't going to lie. But we back. Same. We Same, back in full up, We back. <laughs> but first, you know what it is. Let's pregame. Hey, let's do it. It's the raise the roof, which y'all can't see. Sheridan just raised the roof. I did. And it was, I mean. I did. I was excited that we got it through the first run through. I feel like I so. should like bank head bounce now. You should. Yes. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yes. Are we in the area? No. Uh, no. We close. <laughs> we close. We real close. Okay. You know what I'm saying? West side shouting. So hey. we over here. Anyways, so like during like quarantine pandemic, like what you been doing? Like you've been watching TV, you've been listening to the radio, you've been the radio, not the radio, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to podcasts, reading books. What you been doing, girl? Um, I've been working, but I've been looking at a lot of TV, like a lot more TV than usual. Um, I've really been into Euphoria recently. Listen, listen, <laughs> don't even get don't get me started on my good sis and die. Oh okay? my god. I Fellow like, Virgo, I was turn like, up. Where have I been? Because I was really nervous. Like I always saw the promos for it last year, but I was really nervous to give it an opportunity. But then I watched an episode, and I was just like, "Wow! Like this is amazing." Um, just the cinematography and the acting. If they don't give this awards, <laughs> she needs it. Give her her there flowers. Scene. There give was her a her scene things. where she was like um, texting her uh, the girl that she likes in, in class. Yes. 
and just the expression that she wore on her face I was just like wow like it's the little nuances that she was giving that emotion Mm -hmm. that I was just like wow that's it's so subtle and maybe people didn't appreciate it as much as I did but I definitely I saw it I think throughout the there were so many surprises in that one show alone but the the scene that got me that made me like have a little tear was when she was uh going to see her dealer and oh. he would not, he was not having it, like how he was acting towards her. I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil it too much. I mean, hell, they already got, you know, season two getting ready to come out. So if you haven't watched it, please catch up. Either way, that scene right there, I was like, give sis the flowers. She right. needs them now, all the awards, please. Right. We need it right now. I love Fez too, though. He looks like Mac Miller. He does, does he not? <laughs> like, I yes. immediately got that vibe. Mm-hmm. But their friendship, like, offline is, like, super strong. Um, the creator of the show, this is his real life story. Oh. It's retold through the lens of Rue. Rue yes. Oh. But this okay. is about what happened to him. I love his uh, choices in, in the way that scenes are portrayed. If oh, makes yeah. Sense. Like the, I don't want to give spoilers. but It has to give you a psychedelic <laughs> feel because yeah, of the, the theme drugs. of the show. Yes. But not just that, but even how some of the parallels were. Like when, um, what's her name? What's the girl's name? The girl that, she likes? Yeah, that's Hunter plays. Hunter plays her. The girl that she likes? Yeah. I cannot think of her name right Dang. now. But the love interest of yeah. Euphoria. Yeah. Um, the scene that she's talking to the guy that she likes and how they have the side-by-side moments mm-hmm. of like what's going on in her world and what's going on in his world. I just thought that was such a beautiful choice. Like, it was just, I don't know, girl. You were I like, yes, like, thing. Y'all better yes. shoot this show. I was just like, damn, this is this is amazing. I'm super excited to see what happens in season two for all the characters because now we're at, like, what is their deepest, darkest secret, right? And everyone is now having to deal, wrestle, and tangle with themselves, which is very interesting. The only thing that threw me about the show was there is a lot of intimacy, and I'm like, <laughs> they're supposed to be in high school. Like, I'm 35. Uh, <laughs> like That wasn't my high school experience personally, um, but yeah, there was a lot of intimacy, but there's a lot of drugs, and there's a lot of... I feel like that's a high school experience. That wasn't my high school experience. It wasn't mine, but I knew whose it was, though. You know? Maybe that's, like, the upper class, like... Suburban. Yeah. Because that's where they're at. They're in the suburbs. So... Um, so that was a it. really good show, though. I'm it super was. excited for season two to come out. And, you know, we're in, we're recording this in Virgo season. We don't know when you're going to hear it. But happy birthday to Zendaya because she's everything. She is. Oh, my everything. gosh. Like, for people who are hating on her and her Emmy nomination, I need to watch the show because Somebody it's clear that her. y'all don't get it. It's clear that y'all don't get it. Um, but you will get it if you watch the show. Y'all really I don't want nobody to have nothing, do y'all? Now I'm awake. They don't. <laughs> Y'all don't have nobody have they nothing. They don't. They don't. She also has a movie coming out with Denzel Washington's son. I cannot yeah. think of his first name. Is it David? I, David. I, well, I wanted to call him Isaiah. I think it's David. Yeah. It is David. Yeah. She's got a movie coming out with him. It's they very, filmed it during quarantine. Listen. Because <laughs> people was working, okay? I see. People was working. Clutch is so, <laughs> That part. But, so, like, but there's a lot of good black TV coming out. Like, there's a lot of good storytelling. There's a lot of good, like, texture. I mean, we can even, like, jump into P-Valley real quick because, I mean, in we real could. life, you know what I mean? That show, it can, I didn't know if I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure because I don't like when people try to do shows about the South and they don't actually capture 
what the South is, mm-hmm. but I feel like what they've done, even though there are some critics about the the accents, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of people from Mississippi who are like, no, we actually still talk like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we real life still talk like that. But I love the storylines. I love seeing a show about strippers that's not all about, you know, titties and ass. Like, I love the fact yeah. that it doesn't even focus there. It's really about their stories, the story of, of, of P Valley. I also love the fact that P Valley is an actual play and it's been a yeah. play for a minute. Pussy Valley. Okay. And mm-hmm. Katori Hall, who is the showrunner of the show is a playwright and they've been touring for a long time. I also found out uncle Clifford, who's my favorite character mm-hmm. that he's original from the from the stage. Oh. And they weren't, they, I don't know if they wanted to really cast him in that role right away, but he had to convince them, So I you're think. saying that he, he played Uncle Clifford in the stage. On the, yeah, on oh, the stage play. that's awesome. That's, that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hearsay. Okay. Google it. Okay. But after we had the article come out on the site, mm-hmm. um, somebody, people underneath the comments, because a lot of you guys love that show, someone mentioned that little, that little tidbit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Brandy playing Me Mercedes. I love, um, I love Autumn Knight's character. I love Mississippi. First of all, Mississippi is beautiful. She I, is. God, like, what a face. Okay? What a face. So, the show's amazing. It does flip strip club culture on its head. It does um, focus on the female gaze as compared to the male gaze. Mm-hmm. It does humanize strippers, which I don't know. It's just so interesting how we take them away from, like, who they actually are as people because we see them in this one place, like, mm-hmm. in real life. So, but they get into some shit, you know what I mean? And over time, you know, they have to band together to figure things out. And so, that's a really great show. What else have you been watching? Have you been watching anything else? Have I been watching anything else? A lot of reruns um, with Netflix's strong oh, wait. black lead okay, situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been watching Moesha. Um, I started watching Sister Sister, which I think is a superior show. No offense. That part. I was literally laughing during Sister Sister, and I was not really laughing during Moesha, except for Kim, because Kim was really like I didn't realize how needed Kim was. Kim was Moesha. important to the entire storyline. She was. She was. <laughs> I've seen a lot of conversations comparing Frank and Moesha's dad to the twins' dad and how much better. He is such a better dad dad to both of them. On Sister Sister. Oh, my gosh. I have literally teared up during moments. See, I'm an emotional cancer. But I literally was tearing (laughs) up during some of these moments where he was having, like, heart-to-hearts with Tamara and even Tia. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, Ray is just such a great dad. Ray, yes, girl. Oh, my goodness. I was like, wow. And I side really note on his that. banter with Lisa as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. But who doesn't love Jack A? I girl. mean, come on. But that. side note on Sister Sister, because Tia's winning, because she also has the game streaming. And when I tell you, <laughs> listen, I watched every episode in about four days, and I was triggered about nine different times. Just I believe like, that. Past relationships. I believe that. And I was sitting there like, why am I so triggered right now? But I'm going to barrel through. I'm going <laughs> to watch it. You know, I'm sad that they don't have the other seasons because I'm I think not. they're still on BET. Ugh. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious to see what happened after the wedding. You go know to, what I mean? Go to Hulu, but 
but girl, girl, he but there was nothing. But there were times <laughs> when I was like, okay, Melanie, like you're doing a lot. She sis. was doing a lot. You're doing the most. Yes. Like calm down. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate Janae as much as everyone else hated her. I hated Janae because she was getting in between Melanie and Derwin. That's was she though? Because I felt like Derwin was dragging whoever reason. he wanted at the moments in which he wanted them. I think Derwin had an idea of what he wanted like a family to be and I think he didn't really want to jeopardize what that looked like um but uh I think he obviously still cared for Tia I mean Melanie Melanie, (laughs) considering the whole the whole doctor bear thing that happened yeah and I was like, good, find a bear with your terrible prosthetic stomach. I was just, she just gets on my nerves. Janae, <laughs> go away. I just was like, wow. That's if- how Condola going to be. <laughs> no, actually, Condola's going to be way more mature about it, actually. Condola's going to be Condola's a whole older. boss about it. And Condola is going to be like, Lawrence will be like, how can I keep up with Condola, you know? But I think the thing we forget about <laughs> Janae, too, Janae had her own bag. Her she family did. had their own bag. She did. And she, she had her own that cramped ass apartment with Derwin. She really was. She <laughs> no. really was. Derwin got on my nerves Derwin too. Got on my nerves. He got on my nerves a lot. And I what I did what I missed about that show is we didn't never ever get to see his family. We never got to see his family I didn't situation. Need to see his family. I did, girl. I got to know. I just he got on my nerves. Um I didn't understand the whole cheating debacle situation with oh girl. What's her name? Um, you talking about um Drew, Drew, Drew Sedora? Yes. <laughs> no, with Drew, I didn't not like Drew. I liked Drew a lot. Actually. I did not. Like I Drew. liked Drew. I felt like nothing was her fault. I just felt everything like she was, was her fault. Girl, absolutely not. She didn't know he had a whole woman. She didn't go know to that. hell. She didn't know. Well, when she found out, hell. When she found out, there. she was upset. It will be that. It's not like. <laughs> Go away, sis. I feel like people did not give her the benefit of the doubt. Like when she came up to him and was like, Oh, you know, you care about Melanie, but you don't, no one thought to care about me and my feelings. And I was like, Girl, right, right, girl. Right. I felt that. That's why you need to go away. So <laughs> I was over her, but I just needed Derwin to like collect himself. And he was just doing the most. Was. There was some the problematic situation. Oh, God. <laughs> God, there was a lot of problematic things though in that show that oh, I yes. was just like, ooh, oh, yes. there's a lot of homophobia. I was like, definitely, but that's of the times well. and where we were and how far we've come to a show like a Euphoria or something right. like that, where, where we have trans characters who's not even acknowledged. Like we don't even acknowledge that about no her identity at all, even though you see it's part of her storyline. But it's not the focus. It's not at right? all. So, um, but I've been watching uh, The Shy. Girl! <laughs> <laughs> the tears! The tears! Oh, shit! Listen, I don't know who Lena, Lena Waithe is trying to be, but I also was watching The 20s, like, alongside of watching The Shy. Girl, I couldn't get into that shit. I could, because I like the little <laughs> main character. I love the little I main like character. I like her, but I was just like, bruh. And Condola's in there as somebody else. She was, and I was like, bruh. Like, I don't know. I think it's because I watch Insecure, and I just couldn't, like, I couldn't stop myself from making parallels to it. Okay. And Insecure is a much better done show. It's not necessarily better acted, but it, I just feel like overall, it just felt like a more developed Oh, I think they needed show. more time, which is why the 20s has moved to Showtime now. It needs to be It needed to move. To it definitely needs to develop. Yeah. It needs the writer capability, yes. all of that, which I think I is great potential. for Lena. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I love seeing, you know, that sort of character being mm-hmm. positioned as the main character in the way that she presents herself, too. Mm-hmm. Like, because she cute. I ain't gonna lie. She cute. She is. She real cute. But 
Um, I like to watch all of the things develop around it or whatever. And I like also that I feel like some of it is parts of Lena's actual story. It could be. And I'm like, oh, girl, you trying to tell us some secrets? What you trying to do, girl? Mm -hmm. So, but the shy child. Girl. (laughs) Girl. They was taking me out. Poor Keisha. Poor Keisha. Keisha had Keisha had a rough season this season. And it was a lot. Like, I found myself really. She, in this season. Lena tackled so many issues, and I was just like, how are you doing this in every single, like, moment? Like, how how is every episode – I mean, you've got um, a relationship between a man and a trans woman and mm. seeing that love and mm. how beautiful that can be and how he fights for her and, like, all of these things, even though there's still some issues there with him coming – into society and presenting that relationship. Um, Then you've got uh, when black girls go missing and no one cares. Mm. Um, Then you have all the younger boys grow up now. So like, you know, they're maturing, they're getting into sex, they're smoking weed, you know, whatever, but they're also finding their own individual personalities. You've got family drama between some of the characters um, and especially uh, Papa, who's one of my favorites. And he's looking at his dad differently, who's a preacher. It's just, it was so many things to have to deal with. And even where it left off in to roll into the next season, Lena, girl, just, I mean, can we just, <laughs> can I give you all the hand claps? Because you took me there. I was crying the last Aww. episode. Definitely, was definitely crying. So, but you caught. Yeah, I cry a lot during Well, things. no, I was going to say you caught Insecure. <laughs> oh, caught. And did you catch um, I May Destroy You? No, I caught Insecure, though. I feel like I May Destroy You might be a little bit too heavy for me. I May Destroy You is, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a, it seems like a lot. It's know? a lot, but it's well done. Mm-hmm. Hand clap to Michaela Cole. She's a beast. She's a boss. <sighs> like, sis is really making moves. Mm-hmm. And even for her and Issa, um, they're doing things on HBO that is opening up spaces for other black writers to come mm-hmm. in and do things and other black TV shows to come in and do things. So, really 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 like what they're doing but that show um and if you don't know about i may destroy you please look it up before you watch it is definitely dealing with some very heavy issues but um it's about her actual story it actually happened to her and she actually took that and put it in this beautiful show i don't know if i could be brave enough i don't know girl i don't know that's not my former therapy it might be yeah it might be a very healing thing for her though all right, let's touch on let's touch on insecure and then let's let's touch away from it because who girl? Ooh. <laughs> girl. I mean, so much happened. So much happened over the course of 10 episodes. Um who uh the Molly and Issa dynamic was a, a big talking point. Um we had a couple articles on the side about we that. We did, uh, about breaking up with your Molly and... Um, Friendships, of, yeah. navigating, yes. growing out of them. Growing out of them, not liking your friend, but loving your friend. That part. Yeah. Uh, Which is definitely, <laughs> to me, a foundational thing in love it is. anyways. It is. And you can translate that into a romantic relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think everybody thinks you're going to love the person you choose every single day. Mm-hmm. Nah, you might not like them. Exactly, you might not like them. But you still care. Mm-hmm. Especially as you grow... And there are growing pains. And I do feel like sometimes the history of the thing makes you hang on to the the relationship that you have more so than actual, oh, we're growing each other or we have things in common. Which that's what I was seeing with Issa and Molly. Mm -hmm. Like maybe their history was more relevant than their present. 
Absolutely. I think people sometimes think that time outweighs quality. Mm. Hmm. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Can I mm. preach a word? Okay. <laughs> so, and I think sometimes we have to look at, always looking at the quality of a relationship, no matter what the time is. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, I've ended friendships that are 20-something years old, but I've met people who, in the last three to five years, who are more of a friend to me than somebody who's, you know, been around since I was, like, 10. Girl. You know what I mean? Girl. So... Other than that, I mean, Molly blowing up her own life because of poor Ooh, Andrew. Child. I was like, how That's we his name, right, Andrew? Up? Yes. I was like, how we pray about this? How, how you, how how you get rid of a man God. that want to be around? What you do? <laughs> I don't know. Be Molly. Girl. Be self-sabotaging. And just not pay him any attention. That's the thing. It's like, it felt like the look of the relationship mattered more to her than the actual quality of well, it. Well, I think having him around when she wanted him around. Of course. Was it. So he could fit into all the other spaces of her oh, life yes. instead of becoming something that was primary in her life. Yes. And he really and made that decision for himself. to try to no. do right. things for him or make sacrifices. Yeah. Like, the whole brother thing was bullshit. I was just oh like, girl, God. like, he's close to his brother. <laughs> like, what do you expect from this? Like, right. you can't you can't let that shit go. Like, it was, I get it, I get it, but it wasn't. I mean, in our own families, we have our own things, right? Mm-hmm. And if this is someone you're going to join in with family with, like, this is going to become your family. Now, mm-hmm. was what the brother said problematic? Absolutely. Absolutely, but. But you got to, yeah, because, I mean, your mom can say something. Pro- battles. Well, put the boundaries there that you need to put. Exactly. Around family members that you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just know there's certain conversations you're not going to be able to get into. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to be no brother to you. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean that you come in between, you create this rock and a heart place for your partner yes you know what i mean because it's like unless you have to choose between you two that mm-hmm. unless there's something super abusive happening mm-hmm. so you know i think every situation is different but that one i was like girl we in mexico so <laughs> i don't know about you come on but I, I would like to have a vacation okay? i would too so I, I was just i was sad and at first i was really you know i was um, relieved against molly um the entire time until maybe like uh, my new relationship that I was in. <laughs> and, you know, I just saw little parallels, you know, happening throughout the season. Like, when I rewatched it, not the first time I watched it, but when I rewatched it with these brand so new So, wait, you watched the season twice? Yeah, I did. Oh, I need to do that. <laughs> so, it helped me kind of see the picture even clearer because I saw everything at once, you know? But I was like, there were several times when I feel like Molly just wanted Issa to be, like, a cheerleader for her. Like, you've seen me go through all these trials and tribulations with these men. And now I'm in this relationship that I'm really trying to, you know, be awesome in and or excited about. And you're not excited for me. Um, and I can relate to that with uh, somebody in my life. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, cause I was just like, mm. did you really just call me to talk about some dude but like i'm trying to tell you about my situation um girl everybody can't be happy child (laughs) and because i was planning this whole thing for his birthday but i was trying to tell her like hey like look at where i'm taking old dude for his birthday and she was like oh i gotta call you back like after going on and on about her new person i was just like so you really just called me (laughs) to talk about this guy everybody can't can't be on the same level and Uh i feel like that was definitely an issue with Issa and molly and Mm -hmm. especially with Issa leveling up molly couldn't handle it because not molly's always been the 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 boss friend yes the friend with the money the friend with the attention yes. the friend with the job and even at your job you really wasn't no you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so but wait that but let's let's touch on Issa and lawrence because we have oh yeah okay yeah. um i had mixed
mixed feelings about that ordeal. Like, especially when the whole, you know, bomb dropped at the end of the season. I don't know if I'm I mean, I saw the bomb not. coming. I didn't see it. If coming. you've been on the internet, you've seen the bomb, okay? We're just gonna spoil this one. I didn't for you. see it coming. What happened was I I knew something would occur because I'm like, obviously this nigga can't be in San Francisco and obviously Issa can't be in San Francisco. We're in LA. This is right. an LA show. Um, but <laughs> well, it don't look like he gonna be in San Francisco. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, something gotta happen. Maybe he gonna lose a job or something. But this shit, I was like, y'all took a playbook out the game. I did not like that. Listen, I did not like it. It tainted everything. It's crazy to me because it's real life. I've had that happen to me several times, and I've just been like, <laughs> so yep, <laughs> okay, okay. So and I've just been like, here we go. Like here's the story again. Here's the same old oh, thing. No. Like, like, yes. So for me, I was just kind of like, what I want is for Issa to choose herself because she said I only want to surround my things, surround myself with things that are happy. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's Lawrence or it's not Lawrence, I just want her to choose herself and then choose what's best for her. Where I had a giant issue with the with the court of public opinion was how much people wanted Condola to get rid of her baby so that they could be together. I was like, wow, like. You want her to get rid of her baby? What I think is strange about the whole abortion topic is, I don't know, like, that's a very personal decision. Right. I don't think you should project your expectations of what someone should do. That part. I think think people think that that's just like, oh, I'm just going to walk into Walmart real quick. It's not. It's not. Because even when I had my abortion... It was just very, I thought I wouldn't care about it for real because I was just not really, like, logically, I just wasn't there um, for that. Um, but, you know, it was still, like, a, a grieving process that I went through Absolutely. Afterwards. So it's really, that's a really big decision. I definitely had, I had one before and after my son, and both of them were, like, devastating, right? Mm-hmm. And it was not easy situations or easy uh conclusion for me to come to. Mm-hmm. So that was where I was getting touched because I was like, no, like sis is at this at a particular age. Mm-hmm. She needs to go ahead and do this because we don't know when this is going to happen mm-hmm. again. The blame needs to be put on why Lawrence can never seem to find a condom. Because no, they they use protection. That was what they said during the little. Oh, they did. Yeah, that's the thing. What kind of protection? I don't know. They didn't say, but they were like, "Oh, I thought we, he's like, I thought we were safe," and she was like, "Yeah, we were." Like they made it a point to say that. Okay. So I I feel like safe could also mean the pull out method because we don't that know ain't safe. When we say safe, that ain't safe. Safe could mean the pull out method. We're safe just not is quite not sure. Pull out method. <laughs> Okay. Do not some do not people, think some that people pull out method is safe. It's not. It but so not. that's how what some people <laughs> refer to as a safe method. It's not. I mean, but um, she said we were though. She said we were. Right. We were. But that safe. could be pull out. Anyways, um my point but is just to say nothing is a hundred percent other than nothing's a hundred percent other than absence. Um so but there could I have just, been a little curve where maybe you maybe know, a little curve. One of the sperm, you know, found its I'm way. curious to see what they're gonna do in the next season. I'm curious to see what I, I was never really a big Nate fan. I'm a huge Nathan fan. Nathan. Is that his name? Yeah. See, I don't even know his name. What happened was, you know, I wasn't cool with him. Like, I was cool with the Ferris wheel shit. I thought that was tight. Like, I was like, wow, you know, the lights is just shining on y'all and y'all blue and gorgeous. Listen, and, listen. you know, she rocking on that thing and that and that made me Can we talk about the lighting of Insecure? <laughs> because, like, when black people light other black people up. It's beautiful. Let's go. But um, I, I was a huge fan of Nathan, especially this season. I think he kind of redeemed himself in his arc for me. I agree with that. Um, 
I think and he's I just, also I weird like and quirky his, like her. Yeah, I, I just like their, I loved mm-hmm. a lot of their scenes together. And I was like, dang, okay. Like, I really, I vibe with this. I think I'm know? just insanely attracted to Lawrence. I'm attracted to Lawrence, too. But now that he has a, a situation, I'm not a fan. <laughs> 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 like, you know, I, ooh, I could have my whole blinders on now. Like, I'm just not looking that way at all. Like, that just... His real life situation or his on the show Even situation? that, that situation as well. Okay. He was trying to hire old whitey girl from Uh-oh. us. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we still found her, but... Because um. <laughs> <laughs> what will black Twitter do? What will black Twitter do? I mean, but the whole situation, it's just... That's just an instant turn off for me. I guess because I I don't know in an ideal situation I would want to be the mother of the guy's kid that I'm with, like the first. I know, and I get ideally. that. Um, and I will say I'm somebody's first baby mama, and I wish I wasn't. Um, <laughs> love my son, <laughs> different daddy. Um, but you know it's a real life struggle like even even in dating now i run into oh, it yes. all of the time you know at my big age of 35 Ooh. so like i run Girl. into it all the time and i just be looking like but this is who you chose yeah this is who you chose yeah so. y'all, be, y'all be procreating kind of easily and then y'all be complaining about the women and i'm just like but but you chose her <laughs> because she was around and she was around. She ain't had nothing to do. Anyways, hey. that, you know, that's just me. So, yeah. So, what you think about Black is King? I thought it was black. I thought it was amazing. Um, I love me some Lion King. So, it felt cool to see it portrayed or adapted in that way. Um, because I really enjoyed The Gift, the album. Um, I didn't know. It was that was like my first time listening to The Gift. Really? I just totally forgot about Girl, it. I don't know what I was doing. I was, I've been done busting it to Don't Jealous Me, okay? I love um, Don't Jealous it's Me. It's amazing, okay? And, and my pal is fine as hell. Wait a minute. Listen. When I, when, I, when I saw the visual and I saw, I don't know his name, but I saw the guy that um, sings the song, I was like, ooh, like, you're kind of. Yes. And then the You're white, from the continent you know? and I <laughs> want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was great. The visuals were amazing. I don't expect anything less from Beyonce at this point. Um, I do think it's interesting, though. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I'm with not that. gonna. I'm not gonna say anything bad or critical about Beyonce. But what do you think is interesting? Um, I just think that the way that she's like fallen off a little bit is interesting, in the sense that she's so widely adored. But it's like, at the same time, I don't know if that equates to some sort of result or outcome that matches the popularity. I don't know if that sentence makes sense. I'm trying to be politically correct because I don't want to get attacked. But, um... Okay, so you think... Well, I also think, too, we also have to consider the fact that, like, she's pushing 40. So... What do you mean? Well, I think (laughs) there's a different level of maturity that comes along with it. And so I think that maybe she's just trying to change up and go in a different, a different direction. There's a different level of maturity. Yeah, not that it's not maturity when you're younger. I'm saying it's just I'm a like, different level. The girl be naked. What you mean? Yes, in her in her mama body. <laughs> and what y'all gonna do? And I'm gonna tell you right now, if twins does that, give me the twins. I did love Black is King. I, I loved all of the visuals. Find I was your way back. Oh my god, I mm-hmm. was here for all things, mm-hmm. all outfits, all mm-hmm, headpieces. Mm-hmm. All the little itty bitty things I didn't catch. Um, all the choreography. Zarina, I think is her name, that did all of the styling. Whoo, girl! Hey, girl! 
Is she the stylist for um, Chloe and um, Hallie? Hallie, yeah. Oh, That's their names, isn't it? Yes, I love them. <laughs> I am terrible with names. Oh, I love them. But she styles them as well, mm-hmm. obviously, Parkwood. And I was just, I was here for all of it. Like, I just, mm, it's tasty. Tasty. I Tasty. Yeah. All right, girl. So what you want to get into this good conversation? You want a happy hour now, girl? I feel like we should clink glasses. We, we actually should. drinking wine, y'all. Hold on. We let's, are. Y'all going to get a glass clean. You ready? Come on. Ooh, cheers. Bing. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I hope y'all got y'all glasses. We've already toasted. We're we're already warm and toasty with some Moscato. That's what we're drinking this episode. Oh, we should announce that every episode. What we're we gonna should. be drinking? We're drinking Moscato. We in it, um, right? We're drinking. Well, I won't tell you who we're drinking it from, but we got it from the gas station. Um, so why you gotta put us on Front Street? Because like the gas station be having good gas station wine. Duh. Okay. Don't even sleep. Don't even sleep. So. Coronavirus has thrown a wrench into how 2020 looks for everyone. For a lot of us, it has created feelings of profound grief and stress as we navigate the new normal. And I just wanted to know, how has this pandemic lent to your perspective, if at all? Mm. I I don't really know. Okay. I don't have a full body dancer. Mm-hmm. All I know is I, it has required everyone to slow down and to take stock of what is an inventory of the things that are in their lives and to reconsider some of the moves that they were making. And I think to compare the U S to other people in the world, we're doing an awful job. And I know that's no secret. Um, so, but also to look at like how we are living our lives, you know, for me in my own personal life, I've been able to focus more on home. So like I've got a housekeeper now, like I, I got my bushes finally cut because they've been growing for like 10 years. You know <laughs> what I mean? I finally was able to uh, get some projects up off the ground. I'm focusing on what's going on with my son. So that is a positive. At the same time, I did struggle a little bit because I did go through like an up and down of like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not using this time wisely. I'm not. You know what I mean? I spent a, I wasted a lot of time doing that instead of just like sleeping or mm-hmm. something or just relaxing for a minute. Um it, I think d- depending on who you ask is going to depend on how they feel about it. I think in a bigger scale on like a 30,000 foot view as a global society, we're just not prepared. We're not like, and you know, people have been calling this thing for a long time now. So it's just like, yeah. I would like to see us be more community based, more lovingly based, Towards those uh, demographics that are more susceptible, you know, I think people think older people are disposable. I'm just like, wow, like, yeah, especially in this country. Exactly. That is where all the history is. It's where all the lessons are, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these things. Um, And then, you know, widening the gap on, on racial issues as far as healthcare is concerned. Um, And I know we'll touch on some other things, but um, it basically was like, you know, a powder keg. I mean, all the racial injustice that came out of it. uh, We've been talking about this, y'all. Yeah. And y'all still, (laughs) y'all still managed to find a way to be racist during the pandemic. We supposed to be inside with a mask on. Y'all still out here killing black folks. I mean, what's really good. Now everybody angry. So it's like, oh, I have all this pent up anger that I want to release and find any excuse to release it through. Like, I noticed that about the Karens and the Kins that go to the store with no mask. Like, it's like they're waiting to explode. 
you want somebody to come ask you uh-huh. why you ain't got no mask yeah. on. So I can shoot you. And it's a part of your, <laughs> that part. And that's a part of your yeah. anxiety too, mm-hmm. manifesting in this anger. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't put no damn mask on and shut up, like I just, I don't understand the argument of, oh, I don't want to mar- wear a mask because I can't breathe. You know, I worked in the hospital. It was masked for five hours, 18 hours, 24 hours. We did just fine. And we in there doing some real high, high level, high stress things. But you telling hot me. hot in Texas. Girl. So. Girl, you it's chose to live hot. there. You chose so. to live there. So I just feel like we, I, we should look at ourselves as we are not unified, period. We never have been. But no. this is only put a magnifying glass on what's already been there. Um. And that we're not going, we don't want to help each other. No. We don't want to help each other. We have zero respect for one another. Mm -hmm. And it's just sad. So it's been eye-opening on so many, like, I can't even cover all of it in this conversation. There's just so much going on. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you had to take social media breaks? Uh, hell yeah. Oh yeah. I'm queen of that anyway, but it's definitely been a lot more utilized um, this year than ever because I, I just don't like looking at what other people are doing and then feeling like um, critical of myself or like, I don't know, like maybe envious of the fact that this person is, you know, having their best life in Playa del Carmen, you know, <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of, you know, the pandemic. But um, I I don't know. I, I've had to take a lot of social media breaks because I get I'm very energy sensitive. So um, I get overwhelmed very easily and work hasn't stopped. So it's just been a lot more intensified. So I just had to reset and, you know, be in my own thoughts mm-hmm. and mind my own business and um, just do a lot of self-care. I think, so this year was the year I was supposed to get on Twitter and really, like, work that platform. Mm. Why the hell would I do that? Because, holy crap, Twitter, first of all, I don't know if you ever heard of this, but Twitter has a male personality. Have you heard that? Twitter, as an app, it has, like, a male, like, um, vibe to it, as opposed what? to, like, an Instagram or something oh, else. Oh, that might have a feminine yes. vibe. Yes, okay. mm-hmm. And Twitter happens so fast. It does. I can't do Twitter. I mean, even with the canceling of people, <laughs> like, do y'all really think y'all out here canceling anybody? Because it's look like y'all getting the more money. I can't do Twitter. You know what I mean? It's too, it's too intense. It's too, it's like, quick. Everybody angry, you know, everybody waiting to be angry at something, cancel somebody, cancel something. Everybody um, wants to have an opinion so that it will go viral. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that. the thing. It's all of it is based in virality. Like even if you're not even an influencer or anything like that, it's like the things that you say are meant to evoke um, this action of retweeting. And I've seen like the opinion, and it'll be rewritten like uh, three yeah. or four times. I'm uh, like, yeah. just because you change one word <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't know you got that from somebody else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like Twitter has driven me a little bit. Like it's been good in some instances, and then in some instances, I'm like, oh y'all trying to hate today? Let me get off here because the trolls are on here. Because I can't. Like it's just way too much. But um, I haven't really. I've just been kind of focusing on Instagram and and well, I haven't really been posting any photos, obviously, because for what? But <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been posting in my stories about things that I think people should understand, mm-hmm. um, and then posting on Facebook. But staying away, obviously, from political conversation or conversation about COVID with a healthcare background. Oh, yes. It's like you understand things about disease and virus 
And so when you hear people talk, you're like, oh, okay, this guy from high school that obviously didn't finish and you still live at home and like whatever. But you know everything. Right. Everyone wants to be an expert. So we should Um, talk to you. I don't want to be inundated with information. I think, you know, there's some there's some bliss in naivety. So I've been enjoying just taking my time with things. Um, That was my thing, actually, earlier this year when the pandemic stuff started happening at first and I started being inundated with all these memes and shit about hustling. And I was like, oh, okay, I should hustle, you know? Um, But then I realized, nah, I told myself last year that 2020 was a harvesting year, so I feel like I should listen to what the pandemic is trying to tell me about being still and sitting and Mm -hmm. resting and just enjoying some of the the benefits that I've That's some amazing foresight. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Super amazing foresight. Because, like, I think a lot of people miss that in the sense that they were thinking, like, oh, this year I have to rush and do all these things or I have to rush and get this out. Mm -hmm. And that was the lesson you were supposed to learn from last year was, like, no, you need to just kind of chill, relax, and just wait a minute because you don't know what's going to come your way. Mm -hmm. So, um, what? So, is that the biggest lesson that you learned or were there any other lessons? I think that was the biggest lesson I learned, like, just embracing the stillness. Um. I always kind of encouraged myself to take rest seriously. Um, But when I tried to shift gears, when the paradigm kind of shifted, um, I was kind of hustling backwards, I feel, or working against what I felt like my purpose for the year was. So um, that definitely was my biggest lesson, I would say. Uh, Because there have been some beautiful ass things that have happened to me, you know? So it's like, oh, why let's not name enjoy them. Them? Wait a minute. Let's pat ourselves on the back. Let's go ahead. Because I feel like black women don't big themselves up enough. Let's go ahead. What what, what happened? Um, so I got officially brought on as Woolpacker Media staff. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. So that's cool. I don't have to be self-employed anymore and pay a huge tax bill every year. Let's go. Um, and I get benefits. Um, so that's dope. You know what? Benefits. <laughs> Benefits is where it's at. I see. I see. And the PTO, it's, it's just so, like, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm an adult. Um, so that's cool. And, you know, I like my relationship, like I said. I, just enjoying, just enjoying, you know, the things that I feel like I manifested to me. You've also corralled so. the writers for XO. I have. And I feel I? like we're producing work that is like, oh, okay, cool. Not that we were before, because like the mm-hmm. writers in the tribe are like, they were already amazing. Mm-hmm. But what you've done to streamline the process makes it make that much more sense, because we already know what's needed on the Thank site. You, I haven't girl. seen another editor do that. I, I haven't worked at many publications, but, you know, that was like, I was like, oh, this girl having a stroke of genius. Thank you, boo. You she know. having a stroke of genius. But, you Y'all know, talented, so. when you sit down, you know, and think <laughs> about true. things. That's true. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Let me try to be more productive and streamline certain processes to make that productivity happen. So, yeah, that's been 2020. And going to Mexico. <laughs> Come on, Mexico. Because she's still and traveling. And <laughs> She's leaving tomorrow. Um, and I'm jealous. Um, I want an international boyfriend. Um, anyways, so... But in doing all of these things and discovering all these things, like, how have you been, like, managing time and stress? I know you have your self-care day. Can you talk about that? Like, what's what's up with the self-care day? So and how much of it can you actually tell us? Because we know your self-care involves a lot of caring <laughs> for yourself. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my 
self-care day isn't super extravagant or anything. Um, it's just basically a day that I've blocked off as me. Like, this is my time. Whatever I want to do is my time. It's my prerogative. Um, because I typically work six days out of a seven-day week. And at first it used to be, like, seven days. But then I was like, y'all, like, this, this is not this is not sustainable. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I started taking um, self-care day either on a Saturday or a Sunday. So was this pre-pandemic? Oh uh, yeah, it was yes, it was pre-pandemic. Okay. Um but it got it's it's intensified a little bit more since the pandemic because whew, I was struggling. Like you said, you were going up and down. I was going up and down a bit too. Were you having on. a hard time like other people's like deciding when to stop working during the day? Because you're at home. So it's like, you know, when you leave work is when you stop working. Mm-hmm. But when you're at home working from home, you're like, Oh, okay, no, I can do this at nine. Girl. That used to be my problem like two years ago, but I learned better. (laughs) (laughs) I I clock out at five, you know, sometimes you might catch me at seven, but I clock out at five because I'm, I'm working at like seven 30, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so hell nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please set up boundaries y'all because exactly. i had i had to tell my people like look it's a hard out at three yeah and from three to six i'm in the gym don't talk to me yeah that's good because some people can't do that like some people don't feel empowered to do that i think too was your sleep cycle messed up because i know mine was nah. like girl, girl i sleep like a baby i was up at like <laughs> four in the morning just like ooh, let me look up like what a black hole looks like if you go inside <laughs> of it like who cares like you know what i mean like you you did not find yourself googling weird shit no girl. i found myself googling a lot of coronavirus shit oh, okay I had to put a stop to yes. that like that whole website that tells you the stats of oh. everybody that's <laughs> been infected and who's died by the day or whatever i was like looking at that really intensely um but then i realized you know my heart be beating real fast when i'm reading this so i was like nah i gotta stop so i'm just gonna pretend coronavirus doesn't exist like the safety precautions of course but i'm just gonna pretend it doesn't like i don't read anything there was way too much information <laughs> coming out way too damn fast it and was. i like, I know like okay no we're not gonna know anything for a long time right. they're just not finding out about this so they're just giving us what they know like preliminary wise we won't know you know whatever but girl my dad was calling me every day i said look <laughs> we gotta stop this this is not what our relationship can turn into we have to stop like That's how my mom was too i mean every possible conspiracy theory on top of election season mm. happening all at the same time mm. they so just postpone that like girl no we gotta get him out he got to go he ain't going nowhere <laughs> he okay y'all like let's be realistic here let's be realistic y'all really think he going somewhere so you so so i'm gonna vote for who i'm gonna vote for i'm gonna vote for biden do you think he's not gonna go somewhere because of how people are going to vote or do you not or do you think he's not gonna go somewhere because he ain't gonna leave even if he gets voted out because there's uh, just two thoughts that the are electoral out there. College is a thing, and mm-hmm. the devil is a lie. You know that's all I gotta say about okay. electoral college. Yes, and um, they are the reason he's here in the first place. And I feel like what's to stop them from making that a thing again? And I feel like most of our presidents have had two terms, so I feel like maybe they one have. or two hasn't. But we haven't had a president like this. Remember, he's unprecedented. Is what he keeps saying. He's he unprecedented. is unprecedented. But <laughs> you know, but we've had some assholes, bro. We've had some. We have. We've had some. But we had actual malarkey. politicians we've as well. We've had some. I love the word <laughs> malarkey so much. I love that word. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. Um, obviously i know who i'm voting for um i obviously i have my plan together as well so because i'm not gonna be one of these people like oh i can't go to the polls yes you can you ain't got your ballot 
I got my ballot, I think. I will say they did send out the information for that, mm-hmm. but I want to go vote in person. Like, oh, okay. I want to put my vote out. It. Like, okay. I'm going to have my mask on. I'm going to mm-hmm. have my eyewear on. I'm going mm-hmm. to have my gloves on. I'm going to be spraying anybody that come any closer than six <laughs> feet back up. Okay. I actually signed up to volunteer with a, a guy here in Atlanta who's also a writer. What's and up? he is, um, I think he's like a stringer for New York Times or something. But either way. During the elections in Georgia, because you saw the whole debacle we had. Oh, yeah. He went out and was buying food for people in the line. So mm-hmm. now he's trying to organize so that he'll have us ready to go to certain polling locations on the day of to give people food who are stuck in line. Oh, side note, y'all, please do not go vote on on election day. <laughs> you got like literally like 14 days to get this thing done. Don't be crazy. They excited. They want to be in the rush. Like people love drama. Like we just want to be in this on the scene. And think about that. Like a lot of us are at home just feeling bored and like we need a little zest in our lives. A little zest. <laughs> I cannot. Like, come on. I cannot. It's a thing. Okay, so but how are you managing your stress? How am I time management? Because you have a son and y'all doing virtual learning. Ooh, girl. <laughs> listen, listen. To all you mothers out there, you all are saints. Um, you all are true uh manifestors and magicians of these times. And I, I I already knew that my son was a talker at school. I love my son, but he's annoying as hell. <laughs> and I'd be like, do you, so you just talk when it's just silent. You just want to hear something in the air. Okay. Um, so when we first went into homeschooling, it they, they got us on to whatever they could get us on to. And, and we figured it out. You know, I've done online learning myself, so I wasn't tripping. We're started the new school year. And so we are also distance learning currently right now too. Mm -hmm. That has been a little different because they've had to structure it to make it a little bit more difficult than it should have to be. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of keeping him on time management. Um, So now I'm focusing on things that he'll need once he gets back into school, like writing things down in your agenda, completely understanding what the teacher is saying to you, making sure you do all your homework, making sure it's thorough, making sure that you've got complete sentences, you know, answering like all these different things. On top of that, when the pandemic first started happening, girl, I was like, oh, I got all this time to cook. So I'm cooking. I got HelloFresh coming. I'm cooking three times a week. I'm I'm trying to work out at home. You know, I'm working online. I'm doing homeschool. And I hit a wall. super Amber. Girl, that is not Amber. I don't know who that hell that girl was that's not me so i had to put all that down and i was like no i I can't do that no more but i started automating things so like groceries Mm -hmm. coming to the house Mm -hmm. or like the housekeeper coming by Mm -hmm. um which side note i'm not rich i use hux h-u-x dot com found a housekeeper for a reasonable price she just comes once a month she's super nice and then after the first time they come you get a a coupon so just for those of y'all out there who are looking for someone to come in Please don't let anyone believe that you have to be the one that cleans your own house. You do not. Okay. So um, once the gym opened back up and I felt safe to go, I started going back to the gym in the middle of the day when no one was there. And I didn't really realize how much I needed that um, because my sleep was off because Mm -hmm. I wasn't working out. So I had Mm -hmm. all this extra energy, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm up trying to figure out, you know, like what is the correct spelling of Beyonce's name? So (laughs) like these sorts of things. So um, the gym has been, I go there and I just completely like tap out. I don't talk about work. I don't talk about my kid. I don't talk about anything else. I just lift weights and keep it moving. Um, 
And then also setting a boundary hard out at three o'clock mm-hmm. and then reserving my weekends for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cooking only when I want to, those sorts of things. Um, I got a skincare routine. Thank you. Okay. Um, I whitened my own teeth. Um, <laughs> I cut my own hair. Okay. Um, okay. Now. Okay. For Virgo season, though, it's let go season. Okay. So I got rid of a ton of things in my house. Mm-hmm. Clothes, furniture, knickknacks, those sorts of things. And Hope House here in Atlanta, which is a, a, a shelter for women and domestic violence survivors, they came and picked everything up. Hmm. All I had to do was put it out on my porch and they came and picked it up. I was so grateful. Um, I bought some plants. I got about 15 plants. Um, Ooh, I want me some plants. Listen. I killed my first one. Wait, Beatrice. what did you? Uh, what mm. kind of plant was it? It was some kind of palm leaf plant. How did you kill a palm leaf? I guess she wasn't getting enough sunlight or I was overwatering her. A combination of the two. But she wasn't <laughs> She wasn't thriving. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was so pretty. It's like that little pop of green did something. Listen, <laughs> that little bit of life. Yeah. Oh, I got in the floral arrangements, too, girl. Mm. If you want some flies, you know, hit your girl up. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I tried to do a little <laughs> something for myself. You feel me? So that's where I was at. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was managing my stress was just, you know, and I had to let people go, too. That's, that was my recurring theme as well. Really? Even though I was Tell like, like, I was I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. So on the one hand, I was like, oh, give these people grace. We're all dealing with grief and insurmountable loss right now. You know, people are losing their jobs. Some people are evicted or whatever for some bullshit ass reason. But um, right. at the same time, though, my other self. You know, my devil self was like, <laughs> was like, wait a minute, girl. Um, I don't know. I don't know, sis. Like, one of my friends um, really dropped the ball with my birthday. I'm not a huge, like, ooh, like, turn up on my birthday, girl. But, you know, for years, the past few years, we have been very intentional about our birthdays. And this person didn't even wish me happy birthday. Okay? Not even a happy birthday. <laughs> like, you know. Like, what? What do you mean? Like. Okay, you have a girlfriend now, so it's like, fuck Sheridan? Like, is that what that is? <laughs> oh, I hate people like that. I hate people like that. Women, men, I do not have any respect. When I don't understand. you get a significant other and you just say, fuck your friends. That I part. Don't, I don't like that. I don't no. get it. You can have both. <laughs> you can. You can. I just had this discussion as well. So. so. <laughs> okay. So um, stuff like that pissed me off, and I and I had to battle with myself like, oh, but Grace. But then I was like, no, fuck that. Like, you are really feeling some type of way about this because I sat with my feelings for like three or four days before I decided to be like, you know what? I do feel this way. Okay, I'm going to write a strongly worded text message about my thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> in dissertation form. and <laughs> <laughs> With a PowerPoint. And, um you know he acknowledged my feelings or whatever so that's cool like that's all people want they just want to be acknowledged okay they just want their feelings to be validated you know that's it you don't have to agree with what i'm saying but understand where i'm coming from you know um i think that's a big thing too yeah and friendship again you know how we talked about you have to be a friend to have a friend yeah um but in that same time i think this was a really time to test people on how or test yourself on how you show grace to other people Mm -hmm. in these times Mm -hmm. um 
because there was that meme that was going around, right? About like, oh, you're gonna find out who your friends are. Because Tia said that. Tia, oh, this is a full circle moment. Tia, Tia had a lot of moments. <laughs> Tia, we love you, girl, but that 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 one was not it. It that wasn't was, it. That was bad. It wasn't it. It was too much pressure, that and was, I just kind of felt like. I think there are these places that people view friendships Mm -hmm. and just because you view it that way doesn't mean other people do. Yeah. Um, And so I think you have to understand like who your friends are and how they give and receive love. And friendships have levels. And they have levels. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you want me to check in on you when I'm going through something else too. Like, I don't think that that's fair, especially when we're in this, in these times where we're having shared grief and trauma. Yeah. So, you know, check in when you can, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, I just didn't agree with that statement at all. And I just felt like, you know, I, I don't know if any of y'all have noticed this, but we have had and seen a lot of people committing suicide at a this lot. time. Yeah. Um, people not knowing how to deal with loneliness and, mm-hmm. and, and no physical uh, human touch mm-hmm. and those sorts of things are having to be faced with the things they ran from because they, it was easy when outside was open. Right. And you now, had distractions. You had and distractions busy. and busy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. some of y'all like to be booked and busy. So yeah. you don't have to be with in therapy. Okay. With <laughs> so, you know, and I don't think it's fair to expect people to carry your happiness mm-hmm. or to um, be responsible for it. Uh, so for me, I, I didn't expect any of my friends to do that. I checked in when I needed to check in. I checked in when I could, when I was present enough to check in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like other people should be doing the same thing. Right. So I didn't understand that tweet sent everybody off. Cause I think mm-hmm. at first everybody was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, and I was like, Oh yeah, this is right. But then they were like, you know what, girl? Nah, this is childish as fuck for us. Slow petty, petty. down for sure. So, um, but did you have friends checking in on you and things like that? Or like, <laughs> no, yes. I just, for me, like I'm a very low maintenance person in general. Yeah. And so it makes me feel a type of way when I feel like I express to you, like I, I, I'm a very direct person. Okay. You don't have to guess. Ooh, what is Sheridan thinking? No, Sheridan's going to tell you how she feels about you. Yep. So <laughs> when I tell you, hey, hey, girl, hey, hey, girl. So I was like breaking down, crying, like in fetal position in my room the other night because it's just a lot dealing with, you know, these feelings of isolation. Um, I was really struggling, you know, I'm really struggling. So it would be cool if we could talk more. And you're acting like you hear me like, oh, no. <laughs> and, then, and then and then you know days pass and weeks pass and the only way i hear from you is if i reach out to you like didn't i tell you what what did i say though like i and the thing about this friendship is you know this is a long friendship you know um this person you know can ask and rely on me for plenty of things now okay um okay (laughs) but I felt like okay it's my turn now it's my turn to lean on you I don't ask people for things like that because typically I take care of my own emotional needs um so it just kind of bothered me when she kind of dropped the ball like that so no (laughs) I think it's important to it I mean you checked on me I I did and I and I felt that you know it was it was 
We have a work relationship, amazing. but we also have like a friendship outside of that as yeah. well. You're like, tell me, why are you overwhelmed, sis? Yeah, because you, you know, would use like, words, and I'm like, wait a minute, because <laughs> you're a writer. So <laughs> when writers use particular words, I'm like, oh, 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 what's happening? Like, what's going on? Like, you good? You need help? You know what I mean? Because it just takes two seconds to just say that to someone mm-hmm. and just to let them get that off their chest just mm-hmm. real quick because you don't know if they have anywhere else to put that right. space. So. Thank you. I found myself a, being my skill of listening has gone way up. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I've had people circle back in my life and they're just telling me these things. And I'm just like, and they're like, damn, like you, you've changed. Like you listen and da, 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 da. I mean, that's therapy, but, um, <laughs> you know ahead, what I mean? I'm just trying to hear what you got to say. Go Cause ahead, it sounds like you can't tell somebody. So, Okay, what about these romantic relationships, though? Because, I mean, we know you got one popping and everything good. You going to Mexico, whatever. How have y'all managed, though, like, living across the border? Like, what's uh, it like? <laughs> um, okay, so the hardest part is, like, right after I get back. Like, that's the hardest part. Like, that's all the... Because I just saw him. Like, he's fresh on my mind. Like, his hugs are fresh. Like, his hands... Like, everything is just really fresh. Um, so that's when the longing is, is the hardest for me. Um, but you know, I'm busy, so <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't, you know, like I just have a lot going on, so I don't necessarily dread the distance or dread the time apart as much as I thought I would. Cause it's been four months since we've seen each other mm-hmm. last. Um, but we do FaceTime, we do, um, calls, but we only call like weekly. We'll text every day, but we only do, like, a call weekly because it's just – it's too much for me. Um, I just – I want my routine and my schedule. Mm-hmm. That might sound selfish, but – No, I think I really it makes like sense because you guys got space. Exactly. But that's what I really love about mm. this style of a relationship is that we can just be ourselves and come together, you know, but we're individuals. Mm-hmm. And we're very much so individuals, and we support that and encourage that. Um, but you know, just, just phone sex and, uh, <laughs> I am not successful at phone sex. I suck at that. It's, he's not good at it either. Um, but I'm good. So that's all that matters, you know, <laughs> um, but we need you know, to have, I'm a, I'm a, just... I used to be a sex writer, you know, so all of so that, you have words. all of these tools, you know, come in handy, you know? Uh, for the thing and plus I love sending news so I like getting creative with Ooh, my news and things I like, like that. sending news too but I need you to like big me up bro <laughs> big me up when too. you get if it if you're not getting me no energy then you big know, me up when you, you get it the news so but I get big up <laughs> I mean okay so I feel like trying to date during like quarantine and pandemic was the most desperate act of a lot of Why? people because I feel like you're only acting like this because we're inside. So what happened when oh, outside opened back up? Maybe like they're learning. Like, well, I feel like some people had a real revelation of like, yo, I'm lonely, but I'm like, but are you really though? Or are you just lonely in this time? And this is real. You know, mm-hmm. I do think some people came to the realizations like, okay, I've been on the street long enough. Now the street gone. So I'm cool. Like now I can focus on this part. And this is probably the path in which they'll move. But I feel like a lot of men, I date men, um were just like hella like don't they men do not like to be alone like period you know what i'm saying and i just be looking like they don't Ooh. they be trying to act like they like to be alone they hate it they don't oh like i don't hate. like a clingy girl i don't like oh y'all love y'all that love shit that. y'all love you know it who taught me that recently 
who my homeboy listen he was talking so much about this this whole thing this whole relationship style but then lo and behold you love it you love that she's y'all love somebody be up under you yes <laughs> just admit it just have black boy joy okay i hate this shit no you, no, you don't, don't. <laughs> you love that that's why you open the door demi so like i just i just feel like even trying to, <laughs> i feel like even trying to online date was just like really like oh god everyone is putting out their representative right now mm-hmm. i don't really know who's here this is very awful and terrible all at the same time and so i just really realized a lot of conversation was boring as well so i was cool but see i can be alone like i don't need a light you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so um there was a really good article that came out on another publication whose name i won't mention but um <laughs> it was about did the pandemic kill casual sex i said oh Oh, that's what I wanted to know Ooh. as well. That's what I wanted to touch Ooh. on too, because because I was like, yo, they found I'm not navigating this. Hold like, on, but they found Corona in the sperm. I heard. Okay, they found Corona I in heard. the sperm. Corona is very like it can do all things, girl. Like. <laughs> it can do all things. Okay, through sperm, who strengthens it? Dude. So I felt the like lions, everything. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, some of y'all had to get creative. <laughs> Here's what I learned though. That a lot of men think that they are so sexually creative and they are not. <laughs> the the, the cre- most creative thing y'all want to do is have a threesome. Guess what? That's what y'all want to do? Guess what? That's it. Y'all barely pleasing one woman. Guess you want to bring another one into the situation? I don't understand that sometimes either. Because I'm like, are y'all equipped to deal with the threesome? with multiple women do you have enough stamina as well as physical attributes I mean, to handle too i just feel like that that feels like sensory overload to me that feels like that's what i'm saying <laughs> i'm not shading anyone who wants time, to do a long time. Let, uh, hey, okay and i'm not shading anyone that wants to do a threesome go ahead and experience that experience course, but i'd be feeling great. like we hadn't even gotten to where i need to get yet and you want me to bring someone else in but are you saying that this is like the creativity they're presenting now during this time yes oh, more no. so than ever and i'm like oh, no. first of all the threesomes are a hard stop for oh, me no. i don't really want to do it i have nothing against it it's just not something that i feel like needs to be on my sexual bucket list are we not in the middle of a pandemic like so and that's what just, i'm saying so we just out so here we all gonna wear masks <laughs> are we all gonna wear masks who's gonna know what who's saying <laughs> is is are we gonna quarantine for 14 days or no What's uh, happening? They don't know. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god! But you want to bring somebody else into the situation, and I'm like, that this is this is about where your creativity stretches. It goes right there, and then that's it. So I just kind of feel like I just realized like that men really don't know themselves. They don't they really don't. know what they want. They don't, and it makes it hard for them to actually um, to engage and and dive into being with you because a lot of women I know we're kind of more self-evolved like we read books and yeah. we travel and we do mm-hmm. this and we have all these conversation and a lot of men are like oh I go to the club now the club closed so you ain't the king of the club no more boy you don't got that VIP section and them girls come not getting you no drinks so I guess you ain't the king no more right like so who are you <laughs> Joe Blow who are you so dating for me even like the sexual aspect not to say I wasn't <laughs> dimming and dabbling but <laughs> it was cool but it was short-lived for me so and i only had like one person mm-hmm. so that's over now but i just all these relationships and marriages and babies and things when outside open up bruh if you a divorce lawyer or any of that anything of that nature y'all get ready 
That's how I feel. Get ready. That's how I feel. Especially with some of these, like, really, it seems spur of the moment engagements and whatnot. I just think y'all are scared a little bit, like, oh, my God, what if we die? It's the end of the world. (laughs) In real life, it's the end of the world. So I just kind of feel like, mm, Y'all treat us like a movie. Let's just see what's happening. So with all that being said, um, Emmer, what are your plans for, like, keeping up with the rest of 2020? So, you know, 2020 has been a feisty girl, and <laughs> I'm just letting her be feisty. But uh, my birthday's coming up, so big 35. Hey. Um, I just want to make sure. <laughs> hey, Al! Um, <laughs> I just want to make sure that I bring in 35 correctly. So I've been removing things and replacing things and ordering things, and, and that I live out the next couple of years the way that I want to live them out. And I'm really just trying to get set up for 2020 because I feel like 2020, I'm sorry, 2021, I feel like 2021 will still be dealing with a lot of the same things, Mm -hmm. but we'll be coming out of them. Mm -hmm. So I just want to be prepared for that. And I mean, that's pretty much all I'm going to do. You know, I'm just be at home teaching my little son, you know, you know, I got my little website up. So, you know, I'm just going to be doing those little types of things. What you going to be doing, girl? You know, just working. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just in Mexico working on just, the beach. Just working and, you know, um, trying to get as much uh, lovey-dovey time with my man. Um, that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just enjoying, like I said, the rest aspect of things. Like, now that the world has slowed down a bit, even though it's trying to, especially the U.S. is trying to, you know, say, fuck it. This is <laughs> this pandemic this isn't is, real. This isn't real. Like, just do your nails. Get get the wax. Do all the things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go to the bar. Um, so, but even with all that, I, I think I'm just going to take heed to what Mother Nature is saying and just, you know, embrace the stillness and indulge in the blessings that have sprinkled into my life. And um, for 2021, um, I'm not really concerned about that right now. I'm really trying to do my best at being in the present moment. And I think that's the first time in a long time that I've really given into that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to do that as much mm, as possible. That's beautiful. Oh, All right, God. Sheridan. Well, this is a wrap on our first episode together. Just you and me, girl. Ow. Ow. <laughs> All right, guys, so that is a wrap on this episode of Exo Nicole's Happy Hour. If you're loving what you're hearing so far, please drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and show us some love on our Instagram at Exo Nicole. And if you have something to share with us, we want to hear from you. Leave us a voice message on the website, exohappyhour.com. We listen to them daily and even respond to a few. All right, guys, thanks for listening. And as always, check out exonicole.com for all other updates. Hey. Ha <laughs> ha!